Imagine you have a jar, and in that jar, you have to place some big rocks, some pebbles, sand, and water. The jar represents your life. The big rocks are the most important things in your life, your family, health, your personal passions. The pebbles are other things that matter, like your job, your house, your car. The sand is everything else, the small stuff. And the water is just filler. If you put sand or water into the jar first, there's no room for your rocks or your pebbles, the most important things. This is like spending all of your time and energy on the small stuff and not having time for what's truly important. But if you put the big rocks in first, then the pebbles, and finally the sand, and then fill everything else with water, the same goes for life. If you spend time on what's important, the rest finds its place. This story illustrates the importance of prioritizing the big, meaningful tasks in your life before filling up your schedule with lesser important things. I'm Joe. My pal over there is Kurt. And we are Dudes in Progress. Hey, Kurt. Hey, Joe. Good morning. What's going on, my friend? Great analogy, story. I know where you got that from, too. I, I have a sneaky suspicion. I've probably read it in three or four different books. Uh, probably saw a couple videos on it. Uh, the video that stands out in my mind is, I think it was a science teacher in front of a classroom uh, that was loading up rocks and sand and water and everything else. So I've seen it a couple different places, but I love the analogy and it is so true you got to put the big rocks in first mm. because if you try to fill up your life with all the small stuff there's going to be no room yeah. for the big rocks our friend clay has been talking about this for the last three weeks on our saturday mornings that's where i figured it reminded you we do talk about how we're spending our time a lot what we're doing with our time and so forth so yeah yeah i thought this was a good a good time of year good time in our life a good time to talk about time and how we manage our time what we do with our time and how we plan it out. We always do this kind of planning stuff at the beginning of the year. I think this is a great, great topic. I am excited about this. It's something I've worked on over the years, and I think I'm, I'm pretty good at it. You know, there's times when we are better than other times, but yeah. And it's a great time to think about because it's been kind of a lull at work during the holidays. And, it's, you know, when you come back <laughs> into January, Everybody wants to get their stuff done. You're part of their plan. Yeah, you're you're going to be part of somebody's plan unless you plan it yourself, right? Your life is going to be planned. <laughs> yeah. Your life, your days are going to be planned. Uh whether you do it or somebody else does it for you. I love this. I love this topic. You think you have a pretty good plan and and you and you're good at it. I'm good at it when I'm good at it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I have fits and spurts with, with this kind of stuff. I'm in love with the concept of productivity and time management. And I just love messing with little tools and little hacks and little shortcuts to help, help me yeah. be more efficient and help me manage my time. But sometimes, many times, that can be a time suck itself, right? <laughs> yeah. True. Just trying to figure out how to manage your time. <laughs> 
<laughs> you can't get caught up in the uh, caught up in the in the mess of that either. But I do I do like the idea of time management and getting the most out of your time and your day and your week without killing yourself. There's some tools that I use and some concepts concepts that I use that we'll definitely talk about. And I'm sure you have some that you'll want to talk about, but off the top of your head, do you have a favorite time management tool? I wrote down four things. Can I cheat? Sure. All right. I was really inspired by David Allen's book, Getting Things Done, subtitled The The Art of Stress-Free Productivity. I actually had a chance to meet David Allen in person during a conference down at Disney World, one of my several that I went to early in my Disney World career. And I got a ch- he was using some software that was what I was there for. The developer and him did a, a really good speech. But, you know, I always say when you read a book, if you can get a couple of tips from that book, that's uh, great. And And you said sometimes this is hard to do. I think if you make it really part of your habits and, and how you operate is is really, the more you do this, the more it works. But that was really influential to me. And I can... There's a bunch of particular things in his philosophy. And I think the one that I really did was zero email inbox. And I won't get Mm -hmm. into that really deeply yet. But the other one we've talked about, Joe and I, Kanban boards. There's an agile philosophy. And you can, and and really, and even David Allen talks about creating lists, prioritizing lists. And Kanban boards is a more formal way of doing that. And I enjoy having this visual board up in front of me where I can look at what my priorities are. And there's, there's a whole philosophy around that. And it's something we do at work and I've at times done it at home. I like to coach and teach others how to do things. So I'll write blog articles. I'll present video learning events. I flow questions to electronic discussion boards. So I de- I default those. I don't take when I'm being my best self. That's a book I'm reading right now. I'm deflecting those questions to a place where all the support goes to and then others can answer those questions or we also have weekly meetings open time we have open office hours where we answer questions for people so they don't disrupt me when i'm in the middle of something that's really important so that's really helpful i I tell people to request my time on my calendar those are things i'm used to doing at work especially and then the other one the big one that joe has taught me and the importance of it. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Joe sent me a Christmas present that is an electronic no button. But remind you, yeah, learn what's important to you and then say no. So those are my four things that came into mind. Yeah, I I, I like those tools. I I am not quite I'm not yet using some kind of Kanban system, but it's something that we've talked about and something I'm going to try to integrate at a very simple level mm-hmm. uh, into my life. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll just simp- use simple post-it notes on a wall right? and start from there because I like the concept and there's a philosophy behind it and there's a, there's a simplicity to it that I just love. Uh, but how do you feel about time management generally? You know, when you say that, the way you put that question reminds me of David Allen's book. I think he, somewhere in the beginning of the book, he's like saying, that sounds like such a dirty word, time management, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that you want this to, to flow like water. 
you, mm. you, you don't want this to be a chore. You want it to be part of your routine. That's the goal. I, I think, yeah, time management just sounds horrible. <laughs> I can't think of a better name for it, but you're right. It does. Mm-hmm. It, the, just the word causes me a little bit of anxiety, yeah. a little bit of stress. And I love David, I, David Allen's book getting things done, the whole GTD method. Mm-hmm. It kind of took, it took the productivity world by storm when it first came out. And when you read it, there is absolutely nothing in there that is groundbreaking. Yeah. Uh, it almost feels like an old school, yeah. uh, very simple, duh kind of method, right? <laughs> yeah. But the, the, the most profound things in life sometimes are the things that we already know yeah. And are the simplest, but it takes work. His process takes work. If you really want to go into the GTD method, you have to really design your life with it and around it and follow it and make sure that you have your trusted inboxes. Yeah. Th- those places that you know that you will connect with, whatever those might be. Uh, and I know that we didn't fle- completely flesh out GTD and we're not going to do it here. Uh, but if you check out GT, GTD, Getting Things Done by David Allen, uh, you will definitely know what we're yeah. talking about. I think whatever system you come up with, this is one of his philosophies, is you got to learn to trust it. And people, you talk to anybody, most people won't trust zero email inbox. They think they have to have everything in that email box. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right in front of them, as if, as if they can actually scan that thing and find what they're looking for. Right. It, right. They're they're trusting something that is not trustworthy. And until you work a system and whatever works for you, I I've learned to really enjoy this. And he's got like like I said, there's very s- certain steps that I I follow and of course when I'm being my best self, I'm doing it the best. But yeah, I think it's, I've learned to it, it has given me and lessened my anxiety with my email. The way I manage my email box is pretty simple. I, I get to z- inbox zero every day mm. at the begin, usually early in my day. I didn't know. That's great. I didn't know you did that. Yeah. And how I do it is I have three folders. I think it's three folders set up that I, I'm, I'm, I almost yeah. have to look right now to make sure. Yeah. Because when I'm, when I'm looking at them, I understand them. My three folders that I set up. Uh, in fact, let me just, let me just take a peek at these right now to see if I can. It's funny you say that because I have three folders, I think it is also at work that are primary to me moving my email into. If I look at an email uh, and I can respond to it within a minute, yeah. I respond to it. Right. Yeah. I re- just, I re- I go ahead and respond to it. If I can respond to it in a minute. Right. If I, if I can't respond to it within a minute and it's something that I've decided I'm going to respond to. Okay. Many things I just throw out. Well, that's the best thing to do. Here's my philosophy on that, Kurt. If I got rid of it and it was important and I didn't realize it was important, it'll bubble back up. That's the trust that you have to learn in this system. Yeah. And I know we didn't plan on kind of getting into this, but I I do like this system that I use. I have my inbox. That's where everything kind of gets dumped at first, right? We have our email inbox. Then I have an archive box. Uh, an archive inbox, right? That's where everything gets thrown into. Yeah. When, if once I've decided I'm done with it, 
I yeah. throw it into that archive inbox. So that I way, see. if there is something I need to, that's the beauty of digital, right? If yeah. there's something that, that needs to be referenced later, I can reference later. And then I have, uh, I have an active folder. Those are emails that require some kind of response yeah. from me or some kind of activity. Yeah. What also goes into that email is uh, when I get it, when I send somebody an email, I automatically copy myself. All right. Uh-huh. Okay. I automatically copy myself. And then if I'm waiting on a response from that person, I tag that as waiting. Okay. And I, and I put a waiting tag on it and I put it in my active, my active folder. Yeah. And then I have a folder marked today and a folder marked now. Okay. Yeah. The things that I have to handle today, I throw in today. The things that I, that I'm working on at that second in that millisecond right now, meaning literally right now I put into the now email box. Right. And that just helps me focus on that one single thing. Yeah. And then in the active folder, all the things that I have to take action on, but also in that active folder are my, my emails that I tagged as waiting. So if I'm waiting on a response for somebody, I'm waiting on a report or I'm waiting on something connected to that email. I look at those once a week, every Friday, and we're recording this on a Friday morning, and I'll look at it today sometime. I'll look at that once a week, and, I'll, and, I, and I will follow up on all my waiting, if necessary, and see what, see what active items still need to stay active. So yeah, we didn't, I didn't intend to go that deeply into mm-hmm. it, but that process took me a little while to kind of figure out then sure. what works well for me. I don't know what to do with time management, because... I think the first step for me in time management is to set aside time to not manage my time. Here's what I mean by that is the biggest rock that I can put into my week is, well, if you're, if you come from a Christian faith or a Christian philosophy or a Judeo Christian philosophy, uh, it's the Sabbath, right? It's, it's the day that you set aside to not, to not do anything mm-hmm. or to only do those free kind of things that are not, are not structured or managed by a schedule or time and things like that. Now I go to church on Sunday, so that's about the only thing that I have scheduled on a Sunday. Yeah. Right. No, I think but other good. than that, it's just kind of whatever happens, happens. Hmm. And I need a day like that. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. So I make sure I, I, I make sure I set aside time to not manage my yeah. time. Right? I like that one. And I, I like to, uh, that's a good one to protect. And I think I've been doing that a little bit, but yeah, it's been my day to do whatever I want. Lately, it's been football. Like I made Sunday football. Yeah. I enjoy my fantasy football. And yeah, I was not, I'm not scheduling anything. Um, couch potato for Sunday yeah. afternoon. Yeah, I mean, a Sunday afternoon during football football season, you might find me watching football, eating a bowl of chili, scrolling on something on my phone, and uh, right. talking to my talking to my wife or my if my kids are over all at the same time. Right, <laughs> you know, <laughs> all the priorities. So that's, that's that's typical. That's uh that's typical mm-hmm. yeah. for me, and that's what that's what kind of setting that time aside to not manage my time. That segment of time where it's just yeah, whatever happens, yeah. happens, man. It's just for you. Yep. Many, many years ago, I latched on to a, uh, a time management philosophy or concept 
uh, from Stephen Covey. Now, Stephen Covey wrote the book, First Things First and Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Uh, that Seven Habits of Highly Effective People was is, is almost like uh, the grandfather of recent mm-hmm. productivity books and de- personal development books. It really yeah. is. It's meaty. I mean, it's it takes yeah. a bit to, to kind of latch on to. He put together this, and I don't know if he put it together, but this is where I learned it. Yeah. Uh, this quadrant thinking when it comes to time management and imagine, imagine four boxes in a quadrant. Okay. So you have four squares, you have a one square and separate it by four squares. So you have a four square quadrant, uh, four quadrants in right. a box. Right. So on the top left-hand quadrant, the top left-hand box would be quadrant one, which is urgent and important. Mm-hmm. An example of quadrant one would be your house is on fire. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> extreme version. You get a, yeah. You you have to. Yeah. I mean, uh, of course, you, you know, you use the extreme, you know, use extreme to demonstrate a, uh, another uh, deeper yeah. concept. But uh, th- the idea is these are things that you have to do. Yeah. It's both urgent and important. Your house is on fire. Um, yeah. You know, you get a call from your kid that needs to. That, that, that needs your help with something, you know, that's yeah. important, just stuff that you can't, these are things that, that these are crises that you have to deal with. Yeah. Right? Joe does this to me when his daughter's car dies in the middle of the street. It's somewhere. happened a couple of times. <laughs> it's happened a couple of times, but also at work, if you're, it's, it's just firefighting, it's dealing yeah. with crises. It's, yeah. it's something that requires immediate attention. Yeah. You know, you're, if you're at work and your best customer calls, your best customer calls, and he says, hey, listen, I have this problem that you only you can fix. Yeah. Well, that's your best customer. It's urgent and important. So that's quadrant one. Those are things that you have to do. Right. Non-negotiable. Yeah. Quadrant one. All right. Because they're urgent and they're important. They're pressing on you. Now, that's the top left-hand corner. The top right-hand corner is not urgent but important. This is the quadrant that is of all the four quadrants is the most important quadrant. Hmm. These are activities that contribute to long-term success, missions, goals, value, things like exercise, Hmm. things like planning, not urgent, but important. Nobody's going to make you do these things, right? But they're very, very important to do. Right. Nothing's going to press on you to do these things, but they're very, very important to do. I think those are your this rocks. Is where we, those are your big yeah. rocks that you talked about yeah. before. These are this is where we struggle to spend the most time, but this is where we need to spend the most time. Right. Right? Yeah. And quadrant three, that would be the bottom left hand corner, the urgent but not important. Mm-hmm. This is stuff that that seems important because it presses on you right away, but when you, if you quickly think about it, it's not important. It's not, it doesn't bring value to your larger purpose or your values or even the task at hand, right? Uh, we can easily get caught up in quadrant three, urgent but not important, because it allows us to do stuff to feel like we're getting something done mm. uh, and we're not really doing anything important. These are this is these are most emails and phone calls. Quite honestly, uh, the the somebody stops at your desks and asks for a favor. Right. Uh, this is the time to pull out that no button. Right. This is the time to say no. 
<laughs> and <laughs> uh, so this is urgent, but not important. And unfortunately, we can find ourselves spending most of our day in this yeah. quadrant, the urgent, but not important. And then finally, you have the not urgent, not important. This is no brainer. These are activities that offer little to no value, just mindless scrolling on social media an hour. Now there may be, you know, you, we can't discount the relaxation benefit of watching TV or maybe right. spending a little bit of time on YouTube and stuff like that. Some of I'm not talking about that, but this is stuff that just does bring, it brings no value to you whatsoever. It's not urgent. It's not important. You, you just need to stay away from these. Elaborate and give some examples. So that third one you talked about, that's urgent, but not important. I had an example I was thinking of this past week. And I do that. This happens when I'm, when I'm again, playing my best self in this time management space, somebody messaged me with something that was important to them. And I could immediately react and get them on a phone call and answer that. Now I happen to be into in the middle of something really important to me that needed to get done by the end of the day, as far as I was concerned. And that was really, really technical, really needs my concentration and I'm working on it. I'm doing well. And when I was able to, now I could have, so I, I deferred her to a, a session we had scheduled the next day where we take care of open questions. And the funny thing about she, so she, she says, oh, thank you so much. I didn't expect that. I thought she might be offended. Right. But in come to find out the problem she had, I couldn't have solved anyway. Cause when she came on the call the next day, one of my engineers that was with me had the ability to. I didn't even have the ability to solve the problem. He had to get involved and he was on the call. So, so many good wow. things about that example, right? But it fits in that quadrant three you were talking about. And we need to plan in advance how to say no and when to say no and, and what to do with it. We support this product with a community of five or six people with technical ability to solve the problems, but we share that responsibility and we deflect it to these other resources to get the answer first. So that is our plan. The issue is those, those urgent, but not important situations satisfies an itch in us though. Yes. It, it gives true. us a little, a little boost of dopamine feeling like, Hey, we've helped somebody. Absolutely. I'm important to that person. Absolutely. I'm, I'm contributing yep. and I've made their life better. And all these things that, that we really want to be and they're honorable, they're honorable things to desire. But if it's not important to our, our values and our goals and the thing and the most important things that we have to accomplish, we have to set that yeah. aside and realize that the other work that we need to concentrate on yeah. is more important. In the software support area that I live in, I don't, really, I don't know if you can relate to this, but so in the fourth quadrant that you mentioned, things that are unimportant, this is just like day-to-day -day support, you know, like password right. resets. <laughs> And, right, you know, if right. we're doing, if we're managing our time properly in the work that we do, we are giving that off to another group of people. That's why you have help desks. Yep. They're, they're the first line of defense to do all that busy work. It does not, it does not move the organization any further along. If your most talented technical people are spending their time on those tasks, those are everyday problems that happen that need to be can't a lot of times there's a there's a how-to that you just have to give that information out to somebody right that's a really good point because something that may be um 
quadrant four for you yeah. may indeed be quadrant two for somebody else. Mm-hmm. Very true. Yes. And you have to honor that in, in a way, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's not quadrant two. If it's not yeah. quadrant two for you, yeah. then uh, you got to figure out a way out of it. And it's a great uh, learning place for those people that are on the help desk, as an example. It's a great learning opportunity for people who are getting into the industry and they're right. solving those problems day in and day out. And yeah, it's, it's a great tool. But if I'm in, if I'm in responsible for bringing new technology into the company and training and showing people how to use it, it shouldn't be wasting my time on day-to-day activities. Absolutely. So I love this concept. Yeah. Um, the, the quadrant concept, urgent and important, not urgent and important, urgent, not important and not urgent, not important. I just love, I love that way of thinking. I really do. Mm. And it helps me, helps me focus. Yeah. You do have some tools that you use on a day-to-day basis. What's your favorite of those? Well, I didn't talk a lot about it, but I've said this to you again, it is the Kanban board that I use at work and really like, there's a couple of reasons that I really like that tool and we have software that we do it on. I think it is really good when you're learning this techno, this uh, framework to have a visual, like right up. You don't have to complicate these things. It could, like you said, it can be right up on your board. Matter of fact, that's one of the principles when you're starting to learn this stuff, do sticky notes on your wall or on a, you know, a magnetic board or some kind of thing and have columns that do this. But the biggest thing for me, it reduces stress for me. It visualizes everything that is on our plate that we're working on. And another philosophy there, it you, you want to limit the work in process and you have agreements with your team that, for example, we could have, I think ours is like two or three items we have in process. You can't move something in process until you move something out <laughs> of in process. And everybody knows what the priority is. Everyone's agreed. These three things that I'm that Kurt is working on is what he's working on. So what would your, if you were to counsel somebody on their columns of, of a Kanban board, uh, yeah. I know we, we didn't say we'd go deep into this, but I do want to maybe flesh this out for a minute. So the Kanban board, you have columns, right? You yeah. Have columns and each, each column has items in that column. Yeah. Action items, goals, um, things that you need to do or think yeah. about or whatever. Is that right? Yes. Right. So, okay. And here's one of the concepts with this is, and if you want to do this electronically, there's a tool called Trello and you can learn all about this and use it electronically, but you create your own columns. Now they'll have some suggestions and templates, but it all depends on what you're doing. And you can build this as something that's just for a project that you're working on, or you can do it, you know, for your complete workflow that, and all the input that you're getting. So the first column would be kind of your inbox thoughts, ideas, emails that came in phone, call, whatever. And you just, it's got to go in that first box. You can't really move it along until everyone's kind of looked at. It. So every Monday we look at all the incoming work and start to look at it. And I think we have a, a next one. I'm trying to remember what the column is, but this one's been vetted out. So these are prioritized items that we've vetted out that are going to happen eventually. And then you have your, uh, like you said, like in process, what you're working on right now, you mentioned that in your inbox. These are your actually, these are the ones you're working on right now. And we have a step 
you could just after it's completed you could just have a completed one as a simple i think we have we have a step in between where we've we've completed it but we haven't reviewed it yet so we we actually have a step in between there that's uh it's completed but not reviewed yet so we have a step there but then eventually it's done yeah when it comes to this kind of stuff especially like a kanban system uh the simpler the better right yeah simplify 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 because we could have we could have a dozen different columns and if if then then we're going to do this and then all that other stuff and don't muddy up the process keep it as simple as possible do you think that's good advice yeah and they have you want these to be things that you can get done in, in a reasonable amount of time and you determine these rules for instance if something comes in and it's bigger you know it, it's going to take multiple uh tasks to get this done you want to break it down also so that you you can right. see the progress you you can feel yourself making progress and so you do you don't want to put this like monstrous boil the ocean task in your right. to-do list you want to see a flow of things now it could be under a heading of what we call an epic that you're working towards so that gotcha. you know there's a sense of accomplishment as you're doing this a sense of priority there's openness and everyone can see what's what's happening it, transparency is the word <laughs> it's yeah, very think, transparent what's it, happening I, I think as, as, as we move along, uh, this Kanban system is probably worthy mm. of a, of a whole episode yeah, to really is. flesh us, flesh it out. So let's, let's, yeah. let's be intentional about that. I can tell, I can talk to you about the tools and to the tools in my life that I use um, and they're ever changing. But I, th- if I'm, if I'm most productive, as I look back at the moments that I was, I was most productive, this, these are the tools that I've, I'm, I'm using. All right. First of all, is a personal journal. The personal journal, when I'm journaling every day, it just helps me flesh out what's most important in life. Yeah. Helps me identify those big rocks. Uh, Helps me think through things Mm -hmm. and have a conversation with myself. And that's a part of journaling that I don't do enough of. Uh, I can be very technical in my journaling uh, instead of having an open conversation with myself. Right. Mm-hmm. So journaling really helps me flesh out what's what's important in my life. And then I've I've recently gone back to a a wall calendar, a year at a glance wall calendar where I can look at all 12 months and I can say, OK, what does my year look like? What do the next uh, what does January through December look like? Yeah. Uh, and what am I doing? How am I uh, how does my time look? When am I taking vacation? When am I just taking time off? What are some important deadlines? And and the space is small to write in, small enough that I can't, I'm forced to just put a couple notes mm-hmm. that I can't completely flesh it out because these these are big rocks, right? Yeah. Something like have a, you know, have a business plan, business plan due date, something like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. Uh so a, a year at a glance wall calendar. And I and I have my 2024 year at a glance wall calendar. Uh, all, all ready to go and, and ready to hang. I just it came from Amazon and I just now got it. I can't believe it took so long, but so a year to glance wall calendar. So I have my journal, my year to glance wall calendar, and then some kind of daily planner, physical daily planner. Now, if we're not careful, 
these daily planners can lean towards hyper structured and utilitarian. And yeah. that kind of stuff locks me up, man. Yeah. I need, I need a little more free flowing system. Uh, in the past, I've used day timers and Franklin Covey. I know that I know that our, our pal clay is big on Michael Hyatt's full focus planner. Uh, those are the, those are the type of planners that if they work for you, then they work for you. But what works best for me is just, just to start with a college ruled composition notebook. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? The kind that has that weird black and white design on the front of it. <laughs> yeah. That, oh, okay. uh, yeah. 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 Marble. Uh, I can, sh- I can show you in the video here. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. went to Walmart this week and picked up a couple of notebooks and I picked, I saw that one. I almost bought, I've used that one before. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, when, if I start off my day and again, this is, this is what works for me. If I start off my day and I write down the three things that I want to accomplish that day. And then I highlight or I circle the single most important thing that I need to accomplish that that's the non-negotiable. I have yeah. got to get that done. It's almost like if I'm at work, if I don't get that done, I'm getting fired. okay (laughs) it may not be that bad but you know what i mean eventually uh uh actually that that would be that would smack against that would smack against uh my quadrant thinking right yeah Uh, because that would be urgent and important and i need to spend time in not urgent and important Mm. generally i i think about what's the most important thing i have to get done today Mm. right that that moves things that moves things forward so i write down three things and i highlight or i circle the the one thing and then I write in my planner time by time. And I use a, I use a timer. It's called the Pomodoro method. And, we, and I've talked about it here. And mm. you and I have talked about it a lot. In fact, my little timer here is something that I've used as a resource or a tip or a hack. Uh, and what I'll do is I will set this timer and I, and I block out my time. I segment my time into 50-minute blocks with a 10-minute break. And uh, I write down what I want to do in the next 50 minutes. And I work for 49 minutes of time-focused work, and 49 minutes is important to say, of time-focused work. It's a shorter period of time if I'm feeling unfocused or tired or frustrated about something, okay. you know? Yeah. Sometimes that can be a 20-minute. I'm, I'm just going to work for 20 minutes. Yeah. And then the alarm goes off at 49 minutes. Yeah. And when that alarm goes off at 49 minutes, I stop and I write down what I want to accomplish in the next time block. And then I get up and I take a walk mm. and I, and I walk around, I may go get a snack. I might go bother other people, <laughs> <You know? laughs> but whatever it is, I just take a break from that work and I start over. Those are the, those, when I time segment like that, Kurt, with a timer, those are my most productive days. Mm-hmm. And those are not only productive, but those are days that I really get important stuff done. Yeah. I. You know, I was thinking I did this this morning. I didn't write down everything, but I think capturing everything definitely is one of these skills. And I, I like I like the notebook. I went out, like I said, I went out to Walmart. And I bought a couple of books. I have I have a purpose for each one. I got two books for two different purposes. And but I had some very specific things this morning I wanted to get done before you and I met. One of them prepare for this session. But I got them all done, and I was quite proud of myself. And I, I did what you said, but I wasn't as formal with the clock. <laughs> if I'm doing it eighty percent of the time, I'm winning. Uh, sometimes I flake out, and I just I start my day without without any plan whatsoever. You sit down, and yeah. you just 
start rolling into what's what's not urgent and what's not important and what's urgent and mm-hmm. non not important and all that other stuff, you know? I know. But you take a step back, be mindful of it, be conscious that you're you've yeah. wandered off. Yeah. Uh, and, and pull yourself, pull yourself back in. Yeah. Uh, But I love the idea of time management. And I think it's important as long as we're not, as long as we're not you so hyper-structured and utilitarian Mm. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, mistakes are going to (laughs) happen. There's right. Life happens and. And don't beat yourself up. Right. In everything, offer your, offer yourself some grace. You know, our, our management team and our team, we recognize when things are getting chaotic <laughs> and we sit, sit down together and go, okay, guys, this is going to be a chaotic time. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to have to manage our time really well. Now we're, we're going to have to say no to this and that, and, and just tell people, you know, we've got this project that's front and center and it has to be done. And that happens, you know, quite, you know, you'll have a, I haven't had this, but I've seen organization, you know, you'll have a security breach, right? Everybody's got to stop mm-hmm. what they're doing and focus on that. That's urgent and important, right? Yeah. And yeah. So there's times when, you know, when you're out of, you've got to take care of the fire. <laughs> Absolutely. You, yeah. Love it. So when I'm, these are the things that, these are the things that when I'm most productive in my life, this is how I do it. But one thing I'm going to add to this, to my system, for lack of a better way of putting it, is is some kind of Kanban system, some kind of physical process. Right. In fact, I've already bought my post-it notes and I've already cleared up, cleared a yeah a space on my wall because we've talked about this in the past. Right. Uh, some kind of physical process, and and that's something else that I found is we all want to go digital, right? We want to use Trello, whatever, and digital programs and. Yeah. And Todoist and Evernote and all those things. What I'm finding is I love those digital resources. Yeah. But I need a combination. I need a hybrid system. Yeah. I need some kind of physical process. I need a physical timer. I need to lay something physically out on the wall to just help me think and look at it. And if it's in my computer somewhere, it just gets lost in the shuffle sometimes. Well, you know, that is the recommended way. To go if you can. The problem is if you have teams and people you're working with that are remote, it makes it. You could still do right. it if you put a camera on it. And the, the, yeah, and they'll tell you that's even the best thing to do. Still have a physical board, but have a camera on it, and people. Move yeah, that's actually not a notes. bad idea. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I, I'll tell you the one I, I've wanted to implement this with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> And you know I she's going to listen to this episode, right? <laughs> and I tease because, you know, I would love to have all the priorities that are in her head out on the refrigerator or the living room or somewhere on a board. And and before I get another honeydew <laughs> that we've, we have an agreement, the new one doesn't come in until I finish this one. Right. Right. <laughs> that's that's a dream, but we haven't gotten there yet. Yep. Yep. So yeah, time management's important. You just can't don't don't let yourself get get crazy. Offer yourself some grace, but definitely have a plan. Definitely have a plan. Good session, Joe. Kurt, do you have a win for the week? 
one of the things I want to do was get back into social media with my podcast and promotion and posts. And I started one. And, and here's the thing. You've mentioned this, Joe. Like my, my overall goal is, to, goal is to grow my podcast, let's say. And that can be overwhelming. And one thing I wanted to say while you were going through this time management was break these things down. Like what could you like get started simple just to get some momentum? So I started doing I had this thought, I don't remember where I came from, but Disney has a quick service dining plan that's coming out this year. And I saw some conversations about people. Is it worth it? Is it, is it really worth it for the cost that you pay? If you were just pay out of, out of pocket, maybe you could keep the cost down. And so I'm challenging that. And I have a little challenge going on in my group and I'm analyzing the cost for, and I'm putting out samples of menus I'm going to do. And it's been really fun and getting lots of engagement and, and I'm really excited. So this is going to continue from planning this through what my actual results are into after my trip to Disney, which is at the end of the month. So awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So where are you posting Facebook? So yeah, or right. And that was important to try to figure. So I have a, a private Facebook group. I'm kicking it off in. I also have a Facebook page, which I have not used in a long time. So I'm looking to build the Facebook page. And then I'm also doing Instagram. So I'm adding Instagram. I've had an Instagram account, but that seems to get some, some, uh, eyes on it too. And yeah, so I'm, I'm putting it out in three places. It's hard to do it in more than that. I'm trying to figure out the time management part of this too. Can I do this every day? It's funny you bring up Instagram because uh, Instagram is something that I, I don't know how to navigate. In fact, every, the times that I've tried to use Instagram, uh, I've gotten frustrated mm. and I just quit. Okay. I need to pull in one of my kids to teach me how to use Instagram. <laughs> and that's a little prideful for me, yeah. you know, uh, because I like to consider myself somewhat technologically astute. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Instagram just locks me up. So yeah, good, good stuff, man. Yeah. Your social media challenges are, are moving you in the right direction, huh? I like it. I like the conversations yeah. that are coming out of it and it's, yeah, it's creating some engagement in my group and perfect. It's doing so far, it's doing what I wanted to do. So I'm enjoying that. And it, I kept perfect. it fairly simple and pr- productive perfect. and, and I'm learning, learning different skills and doing that. Like you said, I don't know Instagram that well either. Awesome. My win for the week is interesting. I didn't go to church this past Sunday. Mm. I guess I'm going to hell. <laughs> I didn't go to church this past Sunday. In fact, my wife and I kind of slept in. We slept in, stayed in bed for a while, talked and chatted. And uh, it was a really a nice, very slow, mm. pleasant, low key day Yeah, on Sunday. Nice. I always get up before my wife every single day. Yeah. I'm talking hours before my wife. Yeah. And that's okay. I like that. I like that quiet time by myself. This was nice too. just stay in bed. I was, I was definitely awake before she was, but stayed in bed, slept in a bit. In fact, I, I dozed off one or two times while I was still in bed, you know, talked, talked while we were in there, still in bed and just talked about the day and what's going on. And, yeah. Things like that. And it was just a nice, like I said, pleasant, yeah. low-key day. Was it intentional? Did I know Saturday night when I went to bed that I was going to do that? No. 
But when I woke up Sunday morning, I thought, I'm just going to stay in bed. You say it wasn't intentional, but I wonder some of the things we write in our journal or we say we're going to do, I think our subconscious reminds us of those things when it's time to to know and remember those things. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, cool. What do you have for a resource for us, Kurt? Well, this won't be any surprise. It's the book, Getting Things Done by David Allen. That book came out, boy, that has to be like 20 years old or more. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been around for a while. But I spent plenty of time talking about it in the concepts there. Check it out. Like Again, my recommendation is take what you can and, and use and try to incorporate those things into your time saving ideas and hacks and processes. And I think you'll, if you can get a couple of things implemented, that would be worth its while. So when I first read getting things done by David Allen, uh, he was 100% analog, physical folders, physical processes, a physical inbox, Mm. 100%. I don't think he mentioned anything in his book about digital. Mm. Uh, I'd be curious to look at his newest version of getting things done. Cause I think he, he did an updated version just a couple years ago to see if there's any digital resources that he recommends mm. and digital processes that he recommends. <laughs> uh, because I, I went all in for a long time with the whole getting things done process. And while it worked generally uh, it was too, it was too overwhelming for me mm-hmm. in the moment. Yeah. In the moment. But like you said, Kurt, you, if you get just a handful of tips yeah. uh, from this book, it's a really good book mm. to help reset your mind on how you get things done. That's funny you say that because the conference I went to, they were promoting the software that he built with his developer <laughs> to do it all no digitally. Kidding. Yeah. And that was 20 no years kidding. ago. So the book's got to be, really? be from the 90s, wow. right? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a long time ago that I, I, yeah. I, I read the book. Now he no, may have been working on something, but in his book, it, there was, yeah. I don't remember any mention of digital. I, I think you're right. Know. Yeah, definitely. It was all about the paper hitting your desk and where you put it in the folder drawer. Right. Yeah. Right. And put and putting the other projects. Uh, I love his idea that if, if anything requires more than two steps, yeah, it's a project <laughs> yeah. or two steps or more, it's a project Yeah, and you need to treat it as a project and work yeah. on it as a project. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It takes away the stress. And I think that's where I got uh, from his book. That's where I got the idea of, of handling something. If, if, if it can be handled in a minute, yes. Handle it now. Yes. Or delete it. Yeah. Best, best thing to do yeah. is delete it. Absolutely. Right. Uh, the beauty, the beauty of digital is you can, you can have the satisfaction of getting rid of something, deleting something, and it's never really gone. <laughs> <You know? laughs> the other thing is like so a I, resource. I do like that. I'll get like, I a- do like that. I'll get a recommendation or a training or something that I want to read later. And I'm honest, if I'm honest with myself, do I ever read it later? So that goes into a folder of resources. <laughs> yeah. 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 I do. Ha- I have a read folder or information folder in yeah. my inbox yeah. and it's my least, it's my least access fo- <laughs> accessed folder. <laughs> Someday, some, my- somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So my resource is interesting. I've brought up Android Auto before as a resource. Yeah. 
I don't think I brought up this feature of Android Auto that I I think I just discovered. I'm pretty sure I just discovered it myself. Uh, of course, I didn't discover it. I mean, it was put into Android Auto as a feature. I just discovered that it's there. Hmm. Uh, Android Auto, and I'm sure Apple Play has is Apple Car or what is it? I don't know what the Apple version is, but if you have a newer, if you have a newer car, let's say 2016 or newer, all right. Uh, you very likely have either Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. I have Android Auto in my car. And that's where Google Maps shows up on your screen and it connects with your phone and you can make a phone call through your phone and you can access, I, I access my podcast app a lot. And uh, it's just kind of a general command station, right? Using your Using your Android phone. Well, what I discovered is I can press a little button on my steering wheel and say, uh, take a note mm. and that'll, it'll prompt me with a little beep and I'll start talking about a note and it saves it into my Android note app. Oh yeah. Nice. It saves it right there. And I can say, make a reminder Yeah, and I can say, make a reminder for tomorrow and spit yeah. out the reminder and it'll save it right to my phone. Yeah. And this is just a beautiful thing for me because how many ideas do we have or thoughts that we have or reminders come into our head as we're driving home from work mm. or driving to work mm. or whatever it might be. Mm. And this little, little resource, man, this little feature in Android auto, take a note and make a reminder yeah. is right there. And it's probably been there the whole time and it will make, it will definitely make my life easier. Yeah. I, I love this one. I know you have like a 45 minute commute, don't you? It it can be. Yeah. yeah. So you're in the yeah. car for a good amount of the time. And of course you don't want to text while you drive, but yeah, it, not just that, just basically using that speech to text on my phone. I need to do more of that. I did a little bit of that with you this week. I think when you were texting me, I, I mess, I, I was like on my way out the door and I, instead of even stopping the text, hit the little microphone and talk. It, it does such a great job. So that's a fantastic. And that's all about capturing those thoughts and journaling. It's a little bit of journaling, like you said. And sure. You get, you get sure. a lot of those. Just they come popping in your head while you're walking along, doing a walk or driving along. And David Allen talks about that in, in the book too, is, is capturing those thoughts and having a process, a trusted process mm. for reviewing in capturing those thoughts. So mm. this is, this will be a part of my process, my trusted process for capturing and reviewing and processing yeah, uh, like those it. thoughts. It's funny because both of our interactions were, were voice prompts. <laughs> I was driving in the car, texting you through Android auto okay. and speaking the text. And uh, in fact, there was a couple of things that there was something that I said that I did. I thought I didn't say right. So I had to go back and correct it. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I do. I do like this technology. This is where technology really helps. So my my resource is the take a note and make a reminder for uh, feature of Android Auto, and I'm sure Apple CarPlay has it has it as well. Do you have a quote for us? Most people feel best about their work the week before their vacation, but it's not because of the vacation itself. What do you do the last week before you leave on a big trip? You clean up. Close up, clarify, and, and renegotiate all your agreements with yourself and others. I just suggest that you do this weekly instead of yearly. 
David Allen. We know we can be productive, right, Kurt? (laughs) We know we can get stuff done. (laughs) You know, we know we can do it because we do it the week before we leave for vacation. (laughs) Suddenly we become this, this productivity animal, right? And we, we get all this stuff done and we, it's, it's crazy. And we button it up Friday so we can, because what we, what do we want? We want peace when we leave for vacation, right? Right. Yeah. That's a huge goal of mine. I, I don't, yeah. I don't want to leave a lot of dangling things when I'm off on vacation as much as possible. I'm the same way. Mm. I'm the same way. I love that. Mm. And, and today is Friday as we're recording this. Yeah. And this is, this needs to be part of my Friday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This needs to be part of our Friday. So we can go into the weekend or whatever period of time that, that we're taking a break. That's we true. can go into that period of time and with just peace yeah. and clarity and where we can, we know that Monday's coming and, and we've, we've taken care of what needs to be taken care of. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Love Good it. Point. Love it. Yeah. Good stuff, man. I like, I like David. I need to go revisit that book because <laughs> I get the sense that it's time, right? Yeah. For me to just renegotiate, re engage some of this stuff. Well, my quote comes from none other than Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> and I don't know if this is Abraham Lincoln or it's attributed to Abraham Lincoln, or if it's kind of a lore, right? <laughs> but boy, it sure sounds a lot like Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> and I love this quote because it, this is a core part of being productive and getting things done. Abraham Lincoln said, give me six hours to chop down a tree and I will spend the first four sharpening the ax. <laughs> That's beautiful, isn't it? I love it. Why do you love that so much, Joe? I love it because I'm the type of guy that will take a spoon and try to just chop down that tree because I just want to get it done. You know, uh-huh. I just want to, I want to go into it like some crazy maniac and just take action, take action, take action, take action. And that's good. You got to take action. But man, if I would spend the first period of time, just sharpening that ax, making sure it's got a good clean cut, I'll get it done in no time. I'll take 12 hours to do something that it would, it, it should have taken me six six to do because I didn't start off with a sharp ax. Wow. This really fits my bathroom renovation project so well, because I could go down a path of thinking I know how to do something and not really because I'm not that experienced making mistakes. But if I spend time talking to friends, talking to you guys on Saturdays and my trusted source, YouTube, YouTube source, and getting some ideas and it can take a while to get the right resource before you hit that one. That's really what you need. (laughs) You do. If you make a mistake and you got to rip something out or cause a lot of damage. Yeah. It's so much better to sharpen that saw first. It's all part of sharpening that ax, right? Do you mean I got to read the instructions before I build something? (laughs) Who does that? Good luck. There, That's weakness, right? Joe. I consider that a, the learning process, right? <laughs> if I read the instructions, I'm not going to learn a thing. That's what I tell my wife. <laughs> How can I learn to do this by reading the instructions? You got to do it to learn it. That's for wimps. <laughs> Only wimps read hey, the instructions. 
if you guys have a, a productivity tip or a time management tool that you use, we would love to hear from you. Uh, send us an email dudes at dudesinprogress.com dudes at dudesinprogress.com. And our website is just that dudesinprogress.com. There you'll find our, our podcast, uh, links to our podcast and how to get in contact with us. And, uh, if you want to support us via Patreon, uh, you can go to dudesinprogress.com slash support. If you want to check out our Facebook group, it's dudesinprogress.com slash Facebook. It'll all take you right there. Just remember dudesinprogress.com. We'll get you, we'll get you there and we'll get you taken care of. Kurt, as we wrap up, man, we, we, we do want to manage our time, right? We do want to do the, do a good job of planning our days and planning our weeks and planning our years and planning our activity. Uh, but as long as we're moving in the right direction, that's the most important thing. Progress. Progress is better than perfection. We can't do this perfectly, but we can certainly do it better. Yeah. And so let's make progress. Progress is better than perfection. So we got to keep moving forward. When I'm being my best self, Joe, I am doing these things we talked about today. So I'm going to try to do this better next week. We all will. Talk to you soon, my friend. <laughs>